Welcome to the Life as an Observer podcast. My name is Ryan Bean. I am your host in self-observation. This podcast is an exploration of physical and non-physical self through discussion around yoga, meditation, self-improvement, self-realization, and practices that elevate the mind-body-soul connection. Let's start observing. This episode of Life as an Observer is made possible by patron support. If you'd like to support this program, you can visit patron.podbean.com backslash life as an observer to learn more. Hello and welcome to Life as an Observer podcast. I am Ryan Bean. And today we're going to explore a topic that I keep hearing show up, uh, whether it be small quotes or um, the topic of yoga classes, you know, the theme. Um, I see it a lot, and that topic is self-love. Now, I guess it would be good to define what self-love is, but we all kind of have our own perception of that. And the way that I kind of went down this road is I was doing my own research about self-love just in general. And I want to start with a, with a couple quotes and then I'll kind of dig into the story. But um, one of them that I found was by Lucille Ball. And it says, love yourself first and everything else falls into line. You really have to love yourself to get anything done in this world. Because otherwise, I mean, this is my, my, my take on it is otherwise we're trying to serve everyone else rather than loving ourselves. So we're really not getting anything done for ourselves. We're getting things done for others. Uh, Eleanor Roosevelt also said, remember always that you do not have the right to be an individual. You have an obligation to be one. And I think that a lot of times we, we find ourselves in the collective. We find ourselves in the collective humanity and we forget that we need to serve ourselves Otherwise, we don't really have anything to draw from to serve others. So where this topic came from is I'm preparing for an event. Uh, The event is coming up, and it is a Alice in Wonderland theme. So, of course, I'm reading Lewis Carroll and uh, trying to just find inspiration things. And I found a a passage, and I'll I'll sort of read it to you. I actually posted it to my social media because it was pretty impactful for me. Um... Uh, conversation between the white rabbit and Alice. And it begins like this. Do you love me? Alice asked. No, I don't love you, replied the white rabbit. Alice frowned and clasped her hands together as she did whenever she felt hurt. See, replied the white rabbit. Now you're going to start asking yourself, what makes you so imperfect? And what did you do wrong so that you can't be loved at least a little. You know, that's why I can't love you. You will not always be loved, Alice. There will be days when others will be tired and bored with life and will have their heads in the cloud and will hurt you. Because people are like that. They somehow always end up hurting each other's feelings, whether through carelessness, misunderstandings, or conflicts with themselves. If you don't love yourself at least a little, If you don't create an armor of self-love and happiness around your heart, the feeble annoyances caused by others will become lethal and will destroy you. The first time I saw you, I made a pact with myself. I will avoid loving you until you learn to love yourself. The problem is we're 
very busy holding on to our unworthiness. Ramdas talked about this a lot. We spend so much time thinking about how we're not worthy. You're deserving of love, definitely from yourself and from others. The love from others will follow when you let go of the unworthiness and when you feel that your abilities, your looks, and your talents are enough because you are worthy. You are enough. Sometimes we need to create a little bit of a a deliberate intention around our own self-love because a lot of people will try to describe what self-love is and they'll say, well, it's, you know, it's me just saying I love myself. And that's great. But it's a lot like intention setting or manifesting. If we don't believe it, then it's just words. So to just say, of course I love myself, is really not enough. Especially with the bombardment that we have from outside sources, um, uh, social media, as we always like to attack social media, but I, I think that we do get a lot of influence from negative comments. And we're looking for validation in those sources. And when we don't find them, um, our self-worth, at least our perceived self-worth goes down. So today I want to go through five ways to boost our self-love, five ways that we can deliberately create self-love within ourselves that is sustainable and that is deliberate in a way that will make all the other stuff come, come together. Now, before I go too far, I want to thank those who are um, joining me on some of my other sessions for breath work and, and really being a part of that. I have a few retreats coming out that I'm going to talk about here towards the end. Uh, those who are joining me on my patron page, super, super, uh, it's, it's, it's certainly a, a, a way that I'm feeling appreciation is when I, when I look and see that, you know, people are attending those events and those uh, workshops that I'm doing and that are appreciating of the work that I'm putting into it. So if you're enjoying this content, know that there's a whole bunch more content on my patron page. And um, I like to show appreciation for my patrons. So we have some some gear coming out, um, you know, just swag from the from the show, and and ways that I can say thank you. But there are more ways than just these five. Um, this is just kind of scratching the surface. And in my patron page, I'm going to go a little bit deeper. So um, the five things that we can do to boost our self love. Well. The first one we've been talking about for ages and ages and ages. Number one is exercise. It is amazing the feelings of endorphins and dopamines that we get to feel as we begin to exercise. And it doesn't really need to be anything. Honestly, I think the word exercise is maybe even going too far. Just finding movement is what we need. Now, I live in the mountains and even just going on a hike is a very, very beautiful way to get exercise. I can take my dog for a walk. I can take just myself for a walk. I can take my hand pan with me and play. Just enjoying the movement of myself, moving my body, finding that there's a little bit of sweat, finding that there's some heat Um, generated for my body. And it's really a gratifying process. Now, some would rather run and others bike and there's climbing and then there's, you know, actually going to the gym and lifting weights. Um, Those who know me know that I I do a lot of yoga, usually uh, at least once uh, or twice a day if I'm teaching 
And yoga practice, especially that of, of Budokan or a mobility practice, has really created a sense of my own self-worth. I really love it. I love it when I can find new ways to move and I can share those. And it's not that I'm a, that's my only focus for self-worth, but it certainly feels good. And that may not be what's good for you. You may find that, hey, I, I don't want to do those moves, right? I don't really care if I can do a handstand. And that's great. That's just what is working for me. You may find that skateboarding is better for you, or maybe it is, you know, going to a dance class. But we got to start moving. And I think with the, this time where we have so much technology around us, um, we, there's so many ways that we can find movement. Even, even um, Lululemon now has the, the, the mirror. So you can stay at home and do yoga and do all kinds of workout classes. I think I, I keep getting served a bunch of ads from different products um, that are meant to help us kind of be in a virtual environment, but yet still moving. And I really like that. Um, it's ways that technology is keeping up with the old fashioned, just go for a run, you know, and there might be a lot of other ways. There's ways that are budget friendly. Um, I think it's a matter of us just taking initiative because what I find is I'm going to relate this to yoga, but a lot of people are a little intimidated to go into a yoga studio. That might be just, you know, I'm not flexible enough yet, or I don't have the right clothing or whatever that is. Um, I think we'll all find reasons if we really want to find a reason to do nothing. But there are options. I teach a lot of stuff in breweries and in, um, you know, being on the water with paddleboard yoga and beach yoga down at the lake. And th there's so many ways that we can be in places that we feel more comfortable, but still exercising. Now, a daily practice would be ideal. However, I, I understand that it's maybe not um, that easy to have a daily uh, movement practice. Um, but at least every other day, or, you know, if you could do four or five times a week is, is enough to create a, a boost in your self-love exercising. You're going to see results just by starting. So that is, I guess, my challenge to my listeners here is maybe comment back to me on my social media page. I have, a, a that, that last quote that I read and my own thoughts about Alice on my Instagram page at Ryan Bean Yoga. And you can tell me how you're working on your self-love. Tell me in the comments about your exercise routine and ways that can maybe help others. Because I have, you know, my ideas are limited. You may have other ideas of ways that are working for you and that others could benefit from. Number one, exercise, movement. All right, number two kind of goes hand in hand, at least for me with exercise and it's being in nature. Uh, the second way to boosting your self-love is being in nature. Nature is such a cool and amazing uh, <laughs> entity. I don't know. It's just everywhere, right? Nature is everywhere. And we see things thriving. Right now we're in the middle of this 17-year um, cycle of the cicadas coming out. And so the, the, the trees are buzzing here in North America with the cicadas. And it's such a cool concept that they, you know, they, uh, they're, they're larvae and they go underground and they burrow and they drink the, the, the root sap. And then they come all out at the same time just to kind of repeat the cycle. 
And we're being able to see that. We're getting out and, and hearing that. I, I think I put a track on my patron page that is the cicadas just buzzing. You know, you hear them in the trees, and I think I added some drums and some flute, but it's really, really nice, and it's a, it's a breathwork track. So those who want it, it's over on the patron page. But it, I like that I have the, the cicadas um, to buzz in and out of, of, of the trees. So getting into nature is a really great way for us to really kind of find that equanimity. I know in the wintertime, I usually will take my dog out and I do that barefoot. I do frost walks. And it's just a really good way to stay in touch with with nature and the conditions that are around us. It's also for cold training. So having your bare feet on the, on the frost or the snow um, is just a way that I kind of reconnect and... It's even earthing, really. It is. It's an aspect of grounding yourself, um, just by getting your feet into the dirt. We don't have to, you know, be a tree hugger and you know go up to every tree and hug it to be, or to feel grounded. We can certainly just put our feet into the grass or walk around in the sand, and there is something that happens. I know that I've explained this to others about being in nature and really being skin to dirt or skin to grass or whatnot really creates this, this sense of equanimity. It's kind of like an electrical circuit. You know, it has that extra prong on the bottom, which is for grounding. And without that, we have kind of a an ungrounded circuit, which could have problems and could, you know, hurt some of your equipment. It doesn't have a way for that surge to be able to get released. And just like us as humans, we need a way for that surge when it comes in to be released, whether that be just having your feet in the dirt or even just coming from a grounded state. Um, a lot of things happen within our frequency in our body that we can't see. It can be measured, but it, we just can't see it. So, but you can feel it. And when you're feeling that airiness where you're not feeling as grounded, it's probably a really good time to go sit under a tree barefoot and just enjoy what nature can do for you. This is a really great way of showing yourself self-love because you're being introspective and saying, hey, I know that I need this for myself right now. I know that this will help me. And at least spending a few moments in calming. Now you can add other practices there if you wanted to meditate or if you wanted to breathe or play an instrument or even just being outside and listening. Many like to paint or they'll write. Whatever activity is that you do, do it out in nature, at least as often as you feel like you need to. But I would recommend at least daily spending just a few moments, even if it's just a matter of walking your dog barefoot. Third way to boost your self-love is time alone that is productive. And I say this time alone that is productive because here's the thing. We can spend a lot of time alone watching TV, but is that really self-love? Some would argue and say, yes, it is because I'm giving myself something that I want. However, I think we need to be really careful with the content that we're, that we're ingesting or that we're, that we're viewing or hearing as we're enjoying that time alone. See, a lot of us are people pleasers, and I think we talked about that um, before, but just being people pleasers and we want to give, 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 and but yet we've depleted ourselves. You know, um, 
the Eleanor Roosevelt quote that I that I read at the beginning of today's is remember always that you not only have the right to be an individual, but you have the obligation to be one. Now, when we're part of the collective, that's great, and we're contributing and we're getting things done, but you have to remember that you have an obligation to be an individual first. Spending time with yourself, learning what you like, what you don't like, learning what your boundaries are, what are your values, all these are key to self-love. If you don't know what your own values are, If you don't know what your own boundaries are, you won't express them to others and you will feel maybe like a doormat, right? We're being walked on. So when you spend time alone, maybe utilize that time to think about your values. Maybe even write them down, journal them, talk about them, express them. Um, I like to use a gratitude journal and I just write in there things that I'm grateful for. And occasionally, as I'm writing those things, I'll be like, you know... This is something that I feel passionately about, and I'll start writing about it. Today's episode came from me writing in a gratitude journal, just saying, hey, what does self-love mean to me, and how do I uh, boost that for myself? So spending time alone is really a great way, and it actually takes us into another area where we can spend time alone and meditating. Now, today's episode is not really about meditating, but... That is another great thing that you can do to go introspective and looking inward. Okay, number four. Number four way to boost your self-love. Get away. (laughs) Get away from your normal life. Now, I know we're going to talk about here a little bit about creating rituals, but this is getting away from your normal routine that is not serving your self-love. So, a typical day for most is get out of bed, you know, make a breakfast, make a breakfast beverage, you know, have some coffee or tea and head off to work. We spend most of the day there. We come, you know, take a little bit of time for lunch. You come back and maybe you go work out. So you get your exercise in, you go to dinner, you take care of the kids, whatever it is that you do, and then back to bed. And that becomes kind of our, our routine, our routine that Um, In a previous episode, we talked about how to create a a meditation routine that, you know, that you can add to that. But what I'm talking about is really getting away. And I had this conversation um, with a friend of mine who says, well, you know, I would really like to get away. But, you know, we have restrictions with flights and, you know, we don't know what's happening in our world with virus and bacteria and weather. And there's all these different things. And Again, I would say we can't wait until it's perfect for us to start to work on ourselves. Otherwise, we just wait and we create more and more excuses and we just don't have a, we don't even have anything to look forward to. Do it now. (laughs) Do it now and create a routine that's around that. Maybe that is once a month you treat yourself to some time in nature. Maybe it's once a month you decide to get away and go somewhere. Maybe it's every pay period you treat yourself to one nice thing. I know that I used to do that quite a bit um, where I every pay period I would just buy myself something, whether it be a shirt or a pair of pants or, you know, I would take myself to, to do something. Um, maybe it was buying a 
you know, a new book that I wanted. And it was just something that I would look forward to. I'd write it the pay period before. I'd write it, hey, when this paycheck comes in, that's what I'm doing for myself. And it really gives you something to look forward to. Now, now that I've kind of evolved, I still do that, but I really look forward to training. I really look forward to retreats and workshops and learning. And that's so I've started to shift from buying material things because I just don't need them. I live very minimally. And I'm beginning to invest in experiences. And that's what I would recommend is for the fourth thing, get away and create experiences. Create experiences for yourself because those are going to be the long-lasting memories. And especially if they are experiences that are high in value for consciousness, for enhancing your spirituality, your consciousness, and moving you're going to benefit from them. And many of them will have some of the other uh, three items that we talked about, exercise and getting into nature and utilizing time alone that's productive. Getting away to a retreat or a workshop is one of the greatest things you can do to invest in you and to boost your own self-love and confidence. Now, I have a couple retreats coming up. I guess it's a good time for me to talk about them. I have a retreat coming up in Ponte Vedra, Florida, which is happening um, in November the 11th through the 15th, uh, 2021. So if any of you are interested in that, um, you can learn more about that by going to expansionretreats.com. It's an art and meditation retreat that I'm doing with a couple of my friends, uh, Anya Amador and Christopher Morphis and um, Veronica Rose, a bunch of artists who are getting together. We have nightly activities that are around, uh, a lot of it's around releasing expectations, releasing attachments, and moving into creativity. Now, you don't have to be an artist to come to this, um, but every morning, beach yoga. Um, I'll be offering breathwork classes on the beach and um it's just a really, it's really close to Jacksonville. So if you're anywhere near there or you can get on an airplane to get there, um, it is a really amazing opportunity. I've done a couple of retreats with these friends of mine and we always leave there with a feeling of relief and um, really that we accomplish something. So something I'm really looking forward to, you can go to expansionretreats.com to, to look into more of it. But this one happens to be called the Evolve Art and Meditation Retreat. Um, so if you have questions, you can send me a message if you're on Podbean. Um, I know we can do comments in there, or you can send me a message at Ryan Bean Yoga on Instagram, and I'm happy to talk to you about the retreats. I have a couple other ones. I have a, a ketamine-assisted therapy retreat that we talked about in the last um, the last podcast with Scott Allen we're doing here in Southern Utah. And uh, finally, I do have an online breathwork uh, retreat. Now, it's a little bit different. Um, than getting away. However, you do have an opportunity to really work on yourself. And so I, I think that that kind of qualifies as our number of fours, kind of working on yourself to create uh, a, an opportunity to learn and get away, get away from the normal and do something different. And so it's a six-week breathwork and manifestation uh, workshop called Breathe to Manifest Miracles. And I'm doing that on Insight Timer. So you're welcome to Message me about that if you'd like, or just go to Insight Timer, find me there, Ryan Bean, and you'll find it under the mentoring tab. Um, it starts uh, September the 22nd. All right, so the final number five uh, ways to boost your self-love is creating ritual. Now, 
It sounds like a lot like we just what we just talked about about routine, about getting away. But ritual is a little different to me. Ritual is moving past um, just a, a, a simple workshop, which, I mean, I guess not simple, but because a retreat is several days, but creating a ritual that makes sense for you every day. Now, let me tell you about mine, and then we can start to put it into more general terms. So this is a very specific one. I start the day when I wake up with something with gratitude, no matter what it is, because see, your initial reaction is going to be, I got this to do today. Don't drop into that vibration. Don't don't when you feel that come, shift it immediately and start with your pillow. Grateful for the pillow. Grateful for the bed. Oh, the sunlight. And then you start to move into other things that you're grateful for in your room. That is the best way to create momentum. I try to get out of the bed on a different side each day. <laughs> Sometimes that doesn't work out. But just starting something different, it kind of creates a a sense of newness that I really like. Now, my morning routine is I make my bed immediately. That is a ritual. I do that before I feed the dog, before I eat, before I do anything. I make my bed and I do it with a mantra. Now, I've shared this before, but I'll share it again for those who are new here. But I always start with, I'm open to receive gratitude and joy. I deserve success and abundance. And I expand in gratitude, joy, and love every day as I inspire others to do the same. That is my mantra. It has been my mantra for years. And I say it every day as I make my bed. You can create one of your own, or I can maybe help you with one on one of my live sessions if you're interested. Um, Just a little mantra to start the day. Affirmations are a really good way also. So something just as simple as even a daily mantra. It doesn't have to be something you say for years. It could be something as simple as, I'm grateful today. I'm finding momentum today. I'm going to look for reasons to feel good and I will find them. Really, really easy to to create something that is a a self-love ritual. We'll call it a ritual that just says, hey, I'm taking care of myself right now and I'm doing this. Now, if you have the opportunity to bring into your awareness and uh, just time in the morning, even just five minutes. I have a, a three-minute meditation that's on Insight Timer. That is just a morning, like, get going, let's do this, let's feel good. I think I need to make another one like that now that I'm talking about it. But just a way for us to, you know, to create a ritual that says, I'm going to start my day with something that feels really good for my mind. Now, there's so many other ways that you can do this. You can start to journal. You can... Um, you know, having a uplifting music, but just make it so it's something that's a ritual for you. Now, right now I'm doing something called 369 Manifesting Method. So every morning I write a statement that I created. Um, I believe I put that on my, my patron page as well, how to create that. But I created this statement and I write it nine times in the morning. I write it six times in the afternoon. And I write it three times before I go to bed, three times a day. Um, creating six, uh, nine, six, and three. And um, it's just a way to kind of bring me back to what I'm manifesting and to shift the unconscious thoughts into becoming conscious or vice versa. So the ones that say, I can't do it, we shift them when we, we put in a new information and kind of rewiring that neuroplasticity that says, take a minute, stop, change the vibration, and here's some new input. And 
And that's a way that I've kind of created a ritual. Now, my ritual includes breath work in the morning. It includes writing my 369 manifesting method. Um, it includes meditation and it includes yoga. All of us may not have that amount of time to do. So what I would do is I would say refer back to the first step, exercise, creating momentum, even if that is just moving and walking around your block and coming back and going. Maybe, maybe you take your coffee with you just so that you're moving and creating this first way to boost your self-love. You're in nature if you're outside. So you're already doing that. You're taking time alone. And maybe in taking this time alone, it'll kind of lead you to something I call inspired action, where you're learning about retreats and you're going to start to become aware of workshops that are happening. And you're going to be meeting people that will invite you to places for you to expand your spirituality, your self-love, your confidence. And so that'll take you into the fourth. And then it all kind of came back to you creating this ritual. So we have lots of options. If you have ideas that, of ways that you like to create a ritual, things that are working for you. Uh, for me, I mean, ice baths are, are part of my ritual. Maybe it's a cold shower that, that's part of your ritual. Or maybe it's something to do with how you make your coffee and how you feed your dog. That all can be ritual but make it sacred. Make it sacred in a way where you say, I do this every day because it feels good and it feels like I'm loving myself. It feels like I'm offering something that I can get nowhere else than from myself. So number one way to boost self-love is exercise or movement. Number two, getting into nature as often as possible. Number three, Time alone that is productive in a way that you're learning something, that you're experiencing something, or you're going somewhere. Number four, get away from the the day-to-day tasks and get into something different, which is retreats, workshops, ways to expand your mind. Number five, create a self-love ritual that, that can enhance your experience in the day, create momentum, and lead you to things that are waiting for you. Now, remember, we started our, our podcast today with a story of Alice and the white rabbit. Do you love me? Alice asked. And the rabbit said, no, I do not love you. I do not love you. If you do not love yourself at least a little, if you do not create an armor of self-love and happiness around your heart, the feeble annoyances caused by others will become lethal and will destroy you. The first time I saw you, I made a pact with myself that I will avoid loving you until you learn to love yourself first. Friends, when you start to love yourself first, love will follow. Love from friends, from partners, from relationships, from business partners. Everyone will become your beloved as you adore and love yourself. You will find new ways to to um, express yourself through your abilities, you'll find uniqueness in the way you look and how you move. You'll find new talents that you didn't even know that you had because you're exploring and showing up for life, waiting instead of waiting for life to show up for you. You'll find how worthy you are and you'll understand that you are enough, that you are always enough. Thank you for joining today on this episode of Life as an Observer. If you have any 
questions or you want to chat with me one-on-one, I can be found at Ryan Bean Yoga on Instagram, Facebook, all the social media places. Um, You can certainly always message me and I usually get back. I have a lot of things happening, live sessions that are happening on Insight Timer. I would really love for you to connect with me there um, for breath work and for meditation classes. And of course, the upcoming retreats that we chatted about. Always, always good ways for us to to create this community online, which is we're very grateful for, but to bring that online community to really getting to see each other face to face and do that work. Do that work that it'll enhance us and make lasting impressions. Thanks for joining today, friends. See you next week.